Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. In Leviticus chapter number 23, and uh, here's, here's what's got my heart on this. I've been, I've, so I've, I'm listening to uh, Gerald England. He taught a Sunday school lesson, Gerald did, and he taught... He, get, he went through all seven of these in a Sunday school hour. So it was very brief, but it was very good. It's it, it outstanding. And I thought, my word, I'd never be able to do that. But he done it. He got them all in there. Give him, Rog may give you a copy of that. I don't know, but it, I mean, it's outstanding teaching. And, uh, but I've, been, I've, I've watched videos, I've read, I've studied, I've listened I've tried to dig this out of the word. Uh, I think I think what we're seeing to come to pass, I'm telling you, I think you can find it in the feast. I think the timetable lies in the feast. I think that it's blatantly obvious. We'll get to it on down. And, you, and I'm just going to jump way ahead of my time itself and say that, that feast time, the harvest time was in the fall. September slash October, depending on when it hit, according to the 30-day Jewish calendar. So it could be, I'm just going to tell you, it could be this September, October. Now, no man knoweth the day nor the hour. No man know the day nor the hour. The day nor the hour. And he said, hey, y'all better see the signs of the times. Jesus said you can discern the skies, and you can't tell the signs of the times. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Now, how was it in Noah's days? They was eating, drinking, marrying, been getting marriage. Just carrying right along. And as the days it was, the days a lot, where are we at? Leviticus 23, let me, let me read you a verse here. I'm not going to get into the Sabbath. How many knows the Sabbath's been fulfilled? Amen. Amen. It was the rest of God is for the people. Sabbath wasn't for God, it's for them. But Christ is our Sabbath. Do you understand that? Do you understand that you are resting in Christ? The work's done. We rest spiritually in Christ. He is the Sabbath. Somebody said, I believe. You don't keep the Sabbath. I said, oh yeah, I'm resting in Christ. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, looking, I'm not looking on Saturday. And I said, by the way. Most of them cats, where'd you go yesterday? Speaking of Saturday, well, they tell me what all they've done. That's the Sabbath. This is the first day of the week. This is the day, and you know why we worship on this day? Resurrection day. It's the day he got out of the tomb. Well, he didn't get out. He's out before then, but he's somewhere else. But we seen in on this considered resurrection day. That's why Sunday's worship day. They can call it Sunday law and get all them signs on the road and all they want to. Let's hear Let's hear. Paul was the one, and I'll not dig it out in Acts, but Paul's the one that said, it's on the first day of the week, Sunday, and as was common, they was breaking bread. It meant they was having churches getting together. Paul started it. Hello, Paul started it. Leviticus 23, one verse. I'm going to give you a few things. I'll let you go home. And we're glad you're here tonight. Verse number 4 of Leviticus 23, these are the feasts of the Lord. 
even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. Father, we love you. Thank you for this night. These that have come out, I need your help here, Lord. Just let us, let us, let us lay a foundation for what's in the future that you put upon my heart to do. I see, I, I, I see things in this, Lord. I bless you for being my God. I bless you, God, that you let this unworthy man stand behind your desk, but by the grace of God. I thank you for these that have come out, and I need you to fill my mouth and guard my tongue and help me be accurate in the Scripture. Touch each heart here. Give us ears to hear with he that hath an ear. That we find in Revelation, let us have that ear to hear, Lord, and a heart to receive this word. Let us meditate upon your word. Let us grow in grace and knowledge, and if there's lost people here, I pray they be gloriously saved. There's no need for them to die and go to hell, God, because of what Jesus done. So help us tonight. Help me, Father, for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, you know, you Bible students that's here, you know the Lord's given Moses the law. Moses is going to, he gives the law to Moses, Moses gives it to the people. It still works that way. God gives the word to his man, his man gives the word to the people. It, 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 it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believed. And so it is by, it is God, why he chose vessels like me, I don't, I won't understand until I get there and then I won't care. But he did and that's what we do. And it hadn't changed from the beginning. You see the, you see it in the law of first mentions, you see how it began. God chose that man, he gave him the word, the law, Moses wrote the first five books and we give it to people. Moses gave it to his people, we give it to people. Now, these particular feasts, he opens this chapter with that uh, concerning the Sabbath. Tell them that they're not going to work on that day. It's a day of rest. Here's how serious God was about it. Somebody got caught picking up sticks on the Sabbath and they killed him. Pretty serious. And so, it was for their benefit. The, the can't. But people call it, says it's a can't-do book. No, it's a can-do book. They say, well, that's all the things that God won't let you do. No, it's the things God keeps you from. It's, God, it's God's best way. God knows the best way to live on this earth. And people choose all the other ways instead of God's ways, and it's a train wreck. And then they get to the end of the line, and they, they die without God, and they're in a bad way. Forever. It'd be bad. It, it would be bad to be sick and, and, and afflicted here. Just say you suffered with cancer for a year. It'd be bad to suffer with cancer and then die and go to hell and it'd be worse than it was while you're suffering with cancer. My word. So God gives, after he gives the Sabbath, he's given these seven feasts. Now, you, you will find these later, but I'm just going to give you a brief, just a brief outline of it tonight <clears throat> so that we can, so I'm just going to lay a foundation right here and then I'm going to delve into each one of them. We're going to jump into the Passover. We're going to get a little deep. 
So, feast number one is the Passover. Christ, Christ Jesus is the Passover. He is the Passover. As a matter of fact, each one of these feasts is him with a couple of exceptions. He's the Passover. And I'm not going to get into the message. I'll confirm that or affirm it by the word of God week after next when I preach on the Passover. So you can be studied up two weeks from tonight on the Passover. Say, hey, Brother Mike's going to talk about the Passover tonight. I'm going to be way ahead of you. I'm going to. I'm going to read up, study up on the Passover. Survey, it's class time here tonight. Survey, how many in here, by the, be honest, by a raised hand say, I know what the Passover is. See, there's a few that don't. Two weeks from tonight, show up, you'll know. You'll know all about it. You know where it started. You know what it represents. You know why they've done it. You know what it's for. So, feast number one is the Passover. Feast number two is unleavened bread. The first one is Christ's death. The second one, unleavened bread, is this, Christ's communion. It's communion with God. It is the unleavened bread. Now, say, that, that, don't, that don't do a thing for me, preacher. Week after next will be Passover Am I somewhere the week? I'm, I'm nowhere for on Sunday nights, I don't think, for the rest of the year. The week after that, be unleavened bread. So I don't want to know anything about unleavened bread. Don't miss the blessing. Don't miss the blessing. You can miss it if you want to. It won't be as good watching it on the video. Now, after the Feast of Unleavened Bread, comes the Feast of First Fruits. Does everybody know what that one represents? Good. If, if you don't, that, that speaks to Christ's resurrection. So we see him. We see Christ's death, Christ's communion, Christ's resurrection. You getting a picture of who this is about? We, I'm telling you, we're in the Jesus business around here. I've got no other reason to be here. Huh. I could preach a message on that right there now, being in business for Jesus. So we come to the first fruits. First fruits, that will stir you up. Now, don't miss that one. I hit on that not long ago, talking about these are they that be, have part in the first resurrection and, and how far that thing extends. It's like picking corn from the field. You don't pick one ear and say it's over. It takes a while to get it all picked. Takes a while for that first resurrection to end. You still with me? Next feast you're going to find, you're going to find this. The one of Pentecost. That's Christ's spirit. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is A plus. You know the word. There it is. And speaking about the spirit. Now we may get, we may get out of banks that night. You don't want to miss that night. We're talking about the spirit of Christ. I'm praying the Holy Ghost come by here. And I mean... Pour it out on us. I would to God it'd make some of you do something you've never done before. I'd like to see somebody take a lap that's never took a lap for the Lord. And I know what you say. You don't have to do that. No, you don't. But the guy that got touched by 
by, got the touch of God on him by Peter and John when he went into the temple that day. He didn't have to do it either, but he done it. God poured something on him. It was more gave than he could handle. He went in running, jumping, leaping, and praising the Lord. I'd like to see some unsuspecting free will Baptist just sitting there minding your own business on Sunday night meeting and the Holy Ghost come by and pour it on you like you never had it before. I mean shouting like Dean Hyder. Wow! Scaring everybody half to death. I mean, get up and take a dancing fit like jumping joke. Just got to, just can't help, and then sit down and wonder, what did I just do? See, when it, when it glorifies God, it won't bother nobody. It, it, listen, when you do it, you won't care what anybody thinks when you're doing it for the glory of God. So you don't want to miss the night of Pentecost. Then we have the, then we have the one. We're going to come to the Feast of Trumpets. Now, this is going to be good. Uh, there's, there's several different uh, thoughts concerning the Feast of Trumpets. Let me go somewhere right here. The thoughts are absolute as far as it comes concerning the children of Israel and how they conducted these feasts. And as the feast was conducted through the time to the destruction of the temple. But, it's not, it's not just for that particular time and that particular people. So, well, yes it is. No, friend, it started with Passover. The death, Jesus is our Passover. I'm glad that that wasn't just for them and now it's over, aren't you? I'm glad that that's still as effective today as it was the day that it happened, aren't you? Aren't you glad that it's that way? Praise God. Can I suggest to you by the word of God that these others are the same way? Some have. Yes, it was for a particular time, particular people. It happened in them and with them. But my friend, it lasts and extends a lot farther than that. You don't want to miss the trumpets. That's speaking to Christ's return. Now, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here, or I'm, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but I don't think, how many know what the number of five represents in the Bible? What? Are you sure? Do you think it's coincidence that trumpets is number five? It's been a while since I taught on dispensations. But the one for grace come to a close just like the others did. Law, government, and all them come for a close. Uh, trumpets being number five, God knows what he's doing. I'm just now trying, I'm just getting little pieces of it. But he knows. We'll come to number six. Number six is going to be atonement. Now number six is deep. Now, this is one, though it is representative of Christ, 
Because you can't have atonement without him. But it's for the repentance of Israel. God's not done with Israel. These people that want to write them off, he's not done with them. If he was, if he was, God would be a liar. And in Genesis chapter 12, he told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless your seed. And I'm going to do it forever. Now that tells me if it's still rolling on, he ain't done. You still with me? And the last one we're going to get on, a study about is tabernacles. Tabernacles. Tabernacles is this. Tabernacles is looking back, looking around, and looking forward. Tabernacles was for then, and it's for the future. Zechariah said that all nations is going to take part in the Feast of Tabernacles in the Millennial Kingdom. So, that being said, I told you I was just going to lay a, put out a little foundation. I, I told Randy, I said, let them sing. Testify, whatever. I'm not going to be long. Two things that we're going to consider during this time, during this study. We're going to consider time in three areas. We're going to consider time past. We're going to consider time present. And we're going to consider time future. All of this is relevant to us today. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter that it happened uh, 3,500 years ago. Am I close? Wait, 3,500 years ago. It doesn't matter that that's when it took place. Passed over 3,500 years ago. God had the thing planned before the foundation of the world. So way back there, it's still relevant today. I'm glad it, I know it happened in the past, but I'm glad it's for the present. I'm glad it's for the present. He's my Passover. He's my unleavened bread. He's my first fruit. He's the reason I had Pentecost. He's my trumpet. He's my atonement. Praise God, he's my tabernacle. All in the present. Randy said it. He opened up with it. I have hope. If the house of this tabernacle be dissolved, huh? Yeah, where we got one? Eternal in the heavens, not made with hands. Are you with me? Praise God. Who is that? How's that possible? By Jesus, that's how it's possible. But then we're going to look, then we're going to look at this, and this is the last thing I got tonight. We're going to look at some types. Types the significance of the feast. See, people read this, they read that, and they, they read that verse, and then they read chapter 23, and they go, I don't, so what? Ain't doing much for me. Come, come, find out about the Passover. Come find out about the unleavened bread. Come find out about the first fruits, Pentecost, trumpets, atonement, tabernacles. Come and find out if it has anything to do with you. Significance of the feast. 
And then the shadow of things. Oh, I better not read it. I'll get started in the message. If I, but the shadow of things to come. You know what these were? Shadows of the things to come. To come tells me this. It's not here yet. To come. There's some things coming. Uh, Dave and Linda's not here tonight. Dave Mitchell sent me a thing from Jimmy Evans on endtimeprophecy.com. And I think the title of it, Can America Last? You want to YouTube something, uh, uh, pull that up. Can America Last by Jimmy Evans. And just watch, it's about 30, 40 minutes long. And, and, and see, and see, now I'm talking about shadow of things to come. And to see what the breadbasket of Europe being destroyed means. And the famines and the, and the, and the, and the of Texas and the cattle industry and where the cows have gone. And... Just what's taking place right now. And you'll be thinking, we're leaving here in October. Shadow of things to come. And then, we're, and this is what it's ultimately going to do. When we, when we study these, we're going to see that it's the schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. That's what the law is. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But we learn. The law teaches us some things. And it is this. It shows us where we're wrong and what we need to do. And it's and the whole reason. All of this. All of, all of the law. And all that God said in the prophets. And all that he's done. You know why he done it? To bring us to Christ. So I can't imagine, I can't imagine God loving me enough that the only, His only begotten Son, now He was God in heaven, you're with me, ain't you? He was God on earth, He's still God today. If you don't believe Jesus is God, you and I got problems, I need to help you. Because Jesus is God, He's the fullness of the Godhead, what brother Junior? Bodily. In the body. Fullness of the Godhead bodily. All of it in one body. Who? Jesus. And God gave his only begotten son for me. And he died for me because I'm a sinner. I was shaping in iniquity. And he sinned and my mother conceived me. Your verse you used. I've tried to preach on today. Can, can I add something to the message I preached this morning? I meant to say, do, does God hear? And I opened with sometimes. But I left out a very important word in that when I got to my scripture there on the end. I got so excited. I kind of forgot where it was. In times of committing, it's sometimes. In times of confession, it's every time. So does God hear sometimes? Yes. Does he hear every time? In times of confession. That's what, we, that's what John said today. So that's, that's a P.S. on the end of the message this morning.
But I can't imagine giving his only begotten son for me. And some people may not love their children. And that's obvious, blatantly obvious in this world in which we live. It's sad. Jimmy Evans, he, he addresses that also in that video about the, the dissolving of the home and the family and what it's done, what, it's done what, it, what it has done historically throughout the history of the world. It's, just, it's blatantly plain. But somebody that does love their child, I can't imagine you giving Corbin for us. You ask me for Dusty as much as I love these boys on the front row. You say, I just give up Dusty for these boys right here. No. I'm sorry. Can't do it. But God, in His infinite mercy and grace, before this thing ever started, said, we're going to have to go down there to ever get that thing I made to where we are and die. I can't imagine that. But He done that for us. We see that. We'll see that. In the Passover. And we'll see the benefit of Passover all the way through tabernacles. And so, uh, I may have just, instead of sparking interest, just may run everybody off. I don't know. But I hope it sparked your interest enough. And you may know all about it already. So come and listen and see if I'm wrong somewhere and help me. I'll do the best I can. I don't know it all, but I know a little bit. Trying to learn. I wonder tonight, there might be somebody here tonight, you, you don't know the Lord, and you'd like, you'd like to take Christ. See, reason, you know, Pat, let me share this, this brief, it's Mark, it's uh, Randall's coming to piano, to, with a song for Randall's coming to piano. The, the, it, it is this simple. Jesus died, he was our Passover. And when the death angel come, when the blood was applied to the house, he said, and when I see the blood, I'll just pass over you. So when the death angel comes my way, I'm going to lay this little vehicle down. I'm going to slam the door, kick a tire, get out, and I'm gone. You might be here tonight and you don't have that hope. You could have it before you leave this building. You want to call on the name of the Lord. You could call on God tonight. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Let's stand our feet. Brother Randall is going to lead us in a verse of song. If you need to come pray, you ought to come. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.